Welcome to I The Show, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything. I'm Brady. And I'm Katie. And today's episode, we're going to talk about food. Yummy. And by food, we mean everyone's favorite food, Soylent Green. I prefer Soylent Blue, but I mean, to each their own. I refuse to eat my Soylent with food dyes in it. GMOs. And on that note, it's time for I Digress. So food. Food. I think we just finished eating what? It was chili cheese dip because I had it left over from the other night when I was too tired to cook and I threw it together and we're in the one percenter trailer and I thought, hey, what should we talk about? And you're all, let's talk about food. And now we're gonna we're gonna talk about our favorite thing ever. <laughs> Love food. I, I I think with my stomach a little bit more than I want to admit, but oh, yeah. You and me both. So that now that's what you guys are listening to. We're talking about food. So uh, I hope you guys aren't too hungry. If you are, go get some chili cheese dip, because that was pretty good. <laughs> so, like, what's your favorite food, Katie? Like, uh, like maybe not your favorite dish. It doesn't have to be your favorite dish. It could be, like, your favorite type of food or whatever. Uh, to be honest, okay, I absolutely, on, absolutely adore Asian food. My favorite food is pizza, though. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, oh. I know a lot of people say that, but pizza truly is my favorite food. I probably eat it at least two nights a week. If, I... if you have to know my opinion, and guess what? You're going to know it anyway, because I have a microphone. Okay. Pizza is like the perfect food. It, it really is. It's the perfect food. It has everything. It has every food group. And you can well maybe not a... fruit. I don't think I've ever had fruit. I've no way. Pineapple pizza. pizza is fruit pizza, right? Well, I've had a fruit pizza with a graham cracker crust and marshmallow. Uh, what was it? Cream cheese topping, like sauce, and yeah. then they put fruit on the top of it. You can do. That anything. sounds pretty good. Yeah. Have you ever had the dessert pizzas? I think it's a like Pizza Hut or Domino's or something. They probably have both done it, but yeah, it's like a like a like a sweet. Almost like a cinnamon crust, and they have, like, chocolate and marshmallows. I don't know. I love that we're talking about pizza. Like, no food discussion is complete without an homage yeah. to the greatest food ever invented. And the, I don't know how many of you guys have ever had Lunchables pizza. That's one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite no, pizzas. Oh, when I was a kid in Alaska, okay, this is an Alaska thing. I didn't know this, but I used to have to get on a jet and fly to a different island for volleyball and basketball games, and our McDonald's in Alaska had pizza on their value meal, and it was the greatest pizza. Like, you know Totina's party pizzas? Yeah. It was like those, but you could get it at McDonald's for five bucks for a value meal. Holy moly. I kid you not. And I'm, I always wondered, like, do they have pizza? Because the Lunchables pizza also reminds me of that. There's just something magical about it. And, and I know it's not real good food for you or whatever, but it's like, is it a nostalgic I, thing? I would love some McPizza. McPizza was incredible. In fact, I should look that up at some point because I could never find it anywhere else but Alaska. Like, was it an Alaska only thing? I don't know. I've never heard of it, so oh, it could well, be. It was. I mean, McDonald's is typically different in... in different regions you well know? that's right because in hawaii they had portuguese sausage and spam on their menu at mcdonald's and you'll never find that's that interesting but yeah, yeah okay i guess you know whatever's popular in the region they gotta go for it right I mean, it's a... so what's mcdonald's and laos have i'm not from laos i wish i knew now i need to know some sort of probably laotian food but like it's not just mcdonald's either because my friend russ mm -hmm. was telling me where he's from up in ohio okay uh, the, even KFC is a lot different. They just serve the, ch it's just different types of chicken. Really? Yeah. And he also told me in Japan, they, uh, I don't know, maybe it was a different friend. I have a different friend I was working with and he told me he, he's been to Japan and they, uh, it's like a sit down restaurant there. They have KFCs, but they like sit down and eat the chicken. I could be completely wrong guys. Please correct me if I am wrong, but this is just what I've heard, you know, um, but like it's a sit down restaurant to go and eat some fried chicken. 
Well, do Obviously, they... that's not like they're like in America. Like that's just one of those normal kind of foods you would eat for dinner. Yeah, but not there. But uh, you know, Japanese food. Is it like fine dining? Different. Yes, to them it's like fine dining. They go in and they it's like a it's like a it's like going into like a like a I don't know want to say a Denny. It's probably I would imagine it. And the way I imagine it is like going into a Denny's or a cheese. What so is it's, that? So it's not exactly like a five star restaurant, but like it's a, you go in and you sit down and there's a waiter and stuff. But I don't know. I again I had never been there. This is just anecdote. So. It, that's just how I picture it, but it's a sit-down restaurant, and it's KFC, whereas to here, it's like a fucking drive-thru or a buffet, so it's it's just different everywhere. Well, and I try to think, I, I remember as a kid, because KFC doesn't taste like it used to when I was little, like the extra crispy, something happened there, and then, like, I'm going to say the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. where things went on a, such a massive scale that stuff tastes different there. Because I remember when I was little, my dad liked the barbecue and the extra crispy, and he'd get a bucket of it. Mm. And there was so much crunch on those chickens. Like, the coating, it would just, it would be like a chicken coating massacre. Like, you grab it out <laughs> the bucket, and it would just, like, explode on you. And I, and I don't really see that now. I remember that. Well, Popeye's is still like that, by the way. Pop- is it? If you, if you guys have never had Popeye's chicken, it's pretty um, good. you need to go on a trip and find a Popeye's and have it. And it's different everywhere, too, but, like... It's that cr- the the crispy outside of it just oh. falls off or melts in your mouth whenever you eat it. I just want like... a basket of the coating. Mm. Have you ever thought of that? In fact, when I fry my own chicken, yeah. I take the piece. Like, okay, when That's you fry genius. chicken from scratch yourself, I make like this uh, egg, buttermilk, garlic powder, paprika sort of mm. wash, and then I make a panko flour mixture too, and then I double dip it. And at the end, you have Hell this coating yeah. of it's almost like you're mummifying yourself in the coating on your hands. <laughs> and I scrape that off there and fry that, and then I eat that. That sounds so because good. it's just the coating. And yeah, where's where's our chicken chips around here? Chicken chips, coating chips. Because come on, we and got regional, chicken, we got chicken and waffle flavored Lay's. Can we just have the coating? Just give us chicken coating, fried chicken. God, that's not healthy. It at would all, be though. so ec- economical though, because yeah. you don't even have to have the expensive part. It's the meat. It's like right. Is that hush puppies or, or cracklins and stuff like that though? Oh it's yeah. Like, those are the best part and you talked about regions in canada i remember being a little kid we used to drive through canada to alaska all the time and we went into kfc and my mom's favorite thing about kfc was mashed potatoes and gravy and we walk Mm. up and mom's like can i get uh you know whatever chicken and then an order of mashed potatoes and gravy and they looked at my mom like she was an alien and they're like, well, no, but we can give you some gravy with your fries. And that became... They fries at the fucking KFC? And they don't have mashed potatoes. They only serve <sighs> fries and gravy. Weird. And but so... that fries and gravy is kind of a thing up there in Canada. Well, if you that's don't know. where poutine... Yeah. Poutine? Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you ever had poutine? It's... Well, I drove through Canada. Apparently. <laughs> like, I like to dip my fries in malt vinegar because in mm. Canada, that's a thing, too. Yeah, all dressed up, they call it. Yeah, I really like malt vinegar on my fries. And in Man. Montana, that's there a lot, too. See, food. We're talking for, about For food. all of you guys that don't know, Canada is just notorious for, like, exceedingly amazing food. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've never been there personally. Just from what I've heard, it's just amazing food all over the place. You want the best. But I have had poutine, and I have had, uh, you know, all dressed up fries. Poutine. Or chips, as they would call it, I would imagine. They're very, all dressed up chips. My favorite meal of all time was in Canada in a little log restaurant in the middle of the freaking Yukon, and there was a French chef in there, and what that Mm. man did with carrots has never been replicated in my life. And we're just talking about, (laughs) he like crinkle cut them and sauteed them in some sort Mm. of weird garlic butter reduction, and he served it with a freaking chicken sandwich. And I just, the carrots... I'll never forget yeah. them. I, and I was like, what? And then Indian food. The best Indian food in my life, I had in a steel pole building in the middle of a field south of Calgary. Weird. And I met the coolest man from, I think he was from Bangladesh. <laughs> Dude was, he became family. We have a picture of John. I'm pretty oh, sure okay. that's not his name. But he and Tom hit it off real good. And he made me, uh, what was it, Indi- Indian carrot cake. And oh. it was like somebody had chewed it up and put it around the thing. And then he made like a saffron reduction and sprinkled over it. And this is in a building in a field. 
That sounds awesome. The dude was amazing. I I love Indian food. Is one of okay. I, I just like. All I don't food. think I've ever had Indian food. We're gonna have to rectify this because you need curry. And yeah, we started out. What's your favorite food? And all of a sudden, it's like everything's my favorite food. It's all good. I like. I love Greek food too. I just had a gyro well, last week. And oh man, I love Greek food. If you're ever in Spokane, Washington. Shout out to Azar's Greek restaurant. Oh. I don't know if they're still around because I haven't been in Spokane in a while, but I'm pretty sure they are. You know they're doing drive-through fair food Azar's is, and they're doing Azar's is, and they're oh, doing yeah. deep fried pizza. What do you think of this? Like pizza's already um, amazing. I don't know if I want to eat a deep fried. Can pizza. pizza possibly get any better? Deep fried sounds pretty good. It sort of terrifies me, but intrigues. Is that me. like a calzone, or do you just take a piece of pizza and just deep fry? Or like, is it a little round work? one and they dip it in corn dog batter and throw it in? Like Ooh. how we need to figure? Oh, they're gonna do it because at the they Sp- have pizza sticks, and those are already deep fried. Well, the Spokane Fair is obviously canceled this year but they're doing dry, the world's largest drive through fair food and yeah, Azar's yeah. is there with it but it's $13 like how how big is this thing does it I don't know if I want to pay $13 for something I might not like I but then I'll try I try anything I've ate a lot of stuff in my lifetime heck yeah so I want to know so since we're on the subject of different restaurants and stuff okay and different types of food like uh, I haven't really been out of the country so I okay. need to know you need to um, know need we to know. have a very diverse like, we just have a very diverse country as far as cultures go. Like, it's a big oh, yeah. mixing pot, right? Yeah. So, all of a sudden, we have, like, Chinese restaurants and Mexican restaurants and Taco Bell is its own subject. And, and <laughs> Taco Bell? It's its own And we have Italian, Greek. yeah, we have Italian <laughs> restaurants. We have Greek and Indian food. We have, uh, 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 one of my favorites, Mediterranean restaurants are amazing. Oh, so, we just have all I these like... different types of restaurants. Does any other country just have specific American restaurants? Or is American food just mixed other cultures' foods together? <laughs> What movie was it where they were making fun of Americans because they're at this fine French restaurant and the one lady's like, y'all got any ranch? <laughs> that would be our restaurant, right? <laughs> what is that movie? I gotta remember. But I yeah. can't remember. Like, but... yeah, I want to know, like, does does other countries have American restaurants? Well, to be fair... Other than McDonald's. Let's not count fast food. What we think is Chinese food is not... It's, it's American... What is it? It's Chinese food with an American twist. Yeah. Because they don't... I love real Chinese food. You're talking broths and stir fry, and it's actually just amazing. And then us, it's like we're American. Let's coat it and stop putting sugar on it. Like yeah, that's like the difference between like Panda Express yeah, and the, like Xing Bao's down the street or whatever. Yeah, I like real Chinese food and Thai food superior. Um, you're talking about though. Yeah, is there an American restaurant? We need to know. I've, this. I've always been curious. Like, what would our our food is a conglomeration of Somebody, all other foods? So, though. if anybody from a different country is ever listening to this episode, please. Give us an email, links in the description, go on our social media, somebody. Yes, and Tell me, us. is there um, just straight up American rest, American food rest? Because, like, what is American food exactly? Cheeseburgers? Like, we that's are technically good at that. German, isn't it? Well, yeah. I, I feel like we took all, like, pizza is, the, what we consider as pizza is very American compared to what it originally was. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, like, I heard this, I actually met an Italian guy, and he was saying our pizza sucks. And, and which, he was telling me about the pizzas that they have in Italy. Yeah, it's different. And it's like, oh, man, this sounds so much better, but it sounds healthier, too. Well, I made the other day with my friend. Every year, we have an outdoor pizza oven here at my house. And every 4th of July, up until this 4th of July, because it got too big, we, we did pizza 4th of July. And we made, uh, I made some homemade fermented dough. Mm. And then we spread olive oil, crushed garlic on it, put prosciutto and arugula and a little bit of provolone. And we put that in the oven. That sounds great. It was just legendary because it's going in a 500 degree oven for like a couple minutes it crisps it right up and so there it, it, there is a huge vast difference between pizza regionally in italy versus even yeah. pizza in america because you got chicago it's deep dish and then you have the new york pizza you fold and you could beat someone to death with it 
But then back here in America, you know, in rural America, people are like, pizza gut, you know? So, yeah. and that pizza is so heavy. And now there's like this new culture of hipster food culture. Mm-hmm. And so you have like, we have a new wood vegan fireplace. What would vegan, I've you had vegan, vegan cheese. Now? What is it? The dairy-free cheese? Because we have a friend, you made a mutual friend that can't yeah, have dairy. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I hate dairy-free cheese. They yeah. have not mastered the textural thing It doesn't yet. make sense. I understand why. Why even bother? Because cheese is amazing. And, and you need and to this be. Is able... gonna, this is gonna go down a whole other path than what we were talking about. But like, I like paths. Does the I've never understand, and I'm I'm not trying to insult vegans or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I don't understand like the whole trying to mimic meat thing. Really? You know what I mean? But it's not meat, so it's like, what's why even bother? Just whatever it's made of, just make the food out of that and just be good with well, that. Well, I love. If it's that. not meat, then it's not meat. Then why try to make this whole? You know those like the Burger King. Oh, yeah, the Impossible Burger that's the Impossible got so much burger. estrogen in it, it'll make you grow oh, titties. Oh, God, yeah. And, it, <laughs> and, you know, it's, like, extremely unhealthy for you, but everybody's like, but it's a vegan, so it's healthy. Well, but I it's love... not, but it's because it's pure fats and oils, and it's made into this meat-like texture, which is completely just gross to me. I don't understand it. Why even try to bother making a hamburger if it's not made out of meat? Well, and I, ethically, I understand uh, the ethical uh, point of veganism, but, like, why not just eat a portobello mushroom? Yeah, no, I understand mushroom? veganism. I just don't understand trying to mimic meat. It doesn't make sense. Well, why even do it in the first place? Like, I don't understand. Well, I don't are know. You trying to, are you trying to convert people? Maybe. And that's, like, the closest thing to me. At the same time, still, like, come on. Like, it's just, it just doesn't make sense to me. That's all. I don't know. Well, one of my favorite things in the whole world is a marinated portobello mushroom burger. I just like it for the sake mm. of it. It just tastes good. Yeah. Because I'm, and I'm get disclaimer, I'm a huge carnivore, but I also grow pretty much all of my own meat because I don't like eating public meat because of, there's some ethical issues there for me. You should, you should see the horrible conditions they put their animals through, It's guys. terrible. They get out, my animals do, and they come to the house and talk to me. Oh so I can't get rid of them. They, <laughs> they, they, they beat their animals constantly. That's true. There, there's like 3,000 of them in a 10-foot area. Yeah, there's not just two, I'm just two joking, cows obviously. on 20 acres. <laughs> like, <laughs> my pigs are currently I'm, yeah. getting drunk on apples and homemade milk. So I'm like, obviously <laughs> joking. I, I totally wish there was a way for even like people in the most densely populated like metropolis areas to just have a cow. Because that's a lot of... You can have a year's worth of meat just for one cow, pretty much. If well, you, yeah, a If you're just a small four. family. And you know what? We don't eat meat every I night. I wish there was a Isn't way for everybody funny? to have their own livestock. We could avoid factory farming if we could all just have, like, a chicken and a cow somehow. I mean, obviously, that's not going to work with city, big cities and stuff. Not everybody has a yard, so people are in apartments. But, like, in my utopian dream, that's how it would be. That would be nice. You'd be surprised what you can do, Because that would solve a lot of problems. Because I take care of just not even... I don't do it for making a living. I do it just to raise my own meat because I really don't like the way animals are treated in yeah. an industrial thing. And that's just me personally. I also know that the industrial thing feeds the world. But still, that's my own thing. I have the space, the resources, and the ability. I've worked really hard for it. And I not only do I provide meat for my family but a few other families for the year just without hurting my landscape. It can be done, people, if you put some thought into it. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. In my utopian dreams, it would be, I would love to not even, you know, we were talking about 3D printed meat earlier. Mm-hmm. And there's all of these, like, thoughts to have about that. It's like, is your body going to synthesize it the same? You know, I know that meat is just basically chains of amino acids, but there's, you know, stimulated by electrical impulses. But it's like, yeah, are you going to digest it the same? Are you going to derive the bionutrients from it you need? There's a lot exactly. of considerations. Like, is the bioavailability the same as, like, meat that was, you know, organically, like, meat that was an animal that was alive out in the field compared to this stuff you make in a lab? Is, it the, is your body going to process it the exact same way? Is it still going to be nutritious? Like, how does that work? I don't even know. And all life causes death to some degree, right? so yeah. and that kind of bypasses it, but then does it because you're still going to have to generate power, you're still going to have to get nutrients to feed this lab meat. There's yeah. this... I mean, yeah, it's still going to cost money. 
it, it is. still takes resources to make no matter what you can't make something from nothing uh, all life so causes, you either have yeah. to grow the food as animals and process it one way or the other or uh you know you gotta have whatever it costs to run a laboratory to make the meat or even just a factory I guess. it's still going to be factory made if we can 3d print because it's still going to be you're going to have to have the way capitalism works yeah. is like how many is it is it possible to produce in a factory you the know price I mean? to make it has if we can come make three thousand if we can make three thousand packaged chickens in an hour we're going to do it like that's just how it works well and i personally know some vegan people and like my favorite cookie of all time is a vegan cookie mm. I mean, I yeah, I'm not. I, I wasn't trying to earlier say anything no, bad about vegan food. I just don't it. understand the the meat mimic stuff. But like, there's nothing wrong with eating healthier vegetable kind of foods and stuff. Like, uh, my like, thing is like, obviously there there might be issues getting certain nutrients that are only found in meats. I massacred a bunch of plants I grew this but morning. I have no problem with eating plant based yeah. foods. Uh, so I, you know, so I don't nothing know. Nothing wrong with veganism. That's your choice. You know, yummy. I guess some of the stuff I don't like personally, but I like uh, bacon. If if that's the way you choose to live your life, right on. I and mean, it's you just don't some of that food is pretty delicious. I'm not gonna lie. You just don't understand the mimicking of the vegetables. meat thing. I just don't understand the the, the yeah. It's like that's just kind of weird to me. That's all. It's like it's either meat or it's not. Why do you have to fake it? It doesn't make sense. But you know what? Whatever. Well, that's if people want to buy it and they want to eat it, that's fine. That's it is their choice. And well, I'm not judging anybody. I just don't understand it. The idea. That's all. Well, that's interesting because uh, there are nights that I just like to douse some broccoli and some olive oil, butter, and mm. garlic, and roast the hell out of it and eat it. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. yes, your broccoli. Uh, your so, broccoli. So everybody knows, like, it's it's not always easy to get kids to eat broccoli, right? Well, I. I kind of just like free-formed this recipe of broccoli, and I don't even measure anything out. That's just how I cook. But I just throw, I cut up the broccoli, put it in a bowl, and I throw um, a bunch of olive oil on it mm, to get it nice and coated. Sounding good. And then I just, however much salt seems right, not too much, not too little, and some, some cracked pepper. And then I go a little off the rails here with this, is I put a bunch of, like as much garlic as I possibly can without it like being pure garlic. No. But that's just my preference. And then a little more. And then a little more, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About a tablespoon over too much. You can never put too much garlic. <laughs> but then I, uh, and then lots of lemon and lime juice. A little bit of lime, not as much lime as the lemon juice. You know, I kind of eyeball the ratio. It's not an exact science, come on. But lots so of lemon and lime juice and then Parmesan cheese. I didn't have Parmesan last night, so I, I used uh, just some cheddar. Still good. Shredded cheddar. Still, Still pretty good. good. It doesn't matter. The Parmesan is amazing, though. And then I uh, then you just bake it in the oven, you know, 375 for, I think it's 20 minutes. Usually turns out pretty good. That is um, But it, mm. the, the combination of, like, the lemon and lime juice on the broccoli with the garlic, something about that is just amazing. And my daughter freaking eats it up and loves it, and it's not very unhealthy. No. I mean, olive oil, as long as you get in moderation, it's not that bad. It doesn't really take away from the nutritiousness of the broccoli, in my opinion. Oh, your brain needs satur Your brain needs fats. Yeah. And so olive oil is one of the best ones. Yeah. And so it's it's a pretty healthy little side dish, but like kids will definitely eat it as long as you know they're okay with sour food. Some kids probably won't like it. It's not for everybody, but I freaking love it. And my daughter eats it right up, and she's pretty picky about her veggies, man. Well, speaking of picky, what is you talked about favorite foods? Because we didn't get to yours, but what is your least favorite food? Yeah, I was wanted to ask you too. Like, uh, so I gotta think um, about it. I, I'm not that picky of an eater, to be honest. I just don't like mayonnaise or things with mayonnaise in it necessarily. I don't know why. Is it um, textural? Like, how can you? I don't know because I like pudding. And that's pretty similar. Yeah, it's not exactly we textural could, or anything. What it is is like, uh, it's the sm it's the smell. We could sweeten the mayonnaise the and you'll eat I it. I like the individual <laughs> ingredients on their own. I love eggs. I love oil and vinegar. I eat salt and vinegar chips all the time. That's so weird. Is it but the it's smell? But it's a mental thing, I think. Almost a food phobia for me because, okay, so when I was really little, maybe eight or nine. Okay. 
Uh, we had lice going around school, and I had it. Oh, God, the hair. And the head lice. The and uh, my grandma, for whatever reason, decided to put, like, a jar of mayonnaise in my hair yep. to kill the yep. lice. And it might have been that. That's probably it. So but I kind of remember not liking it before then, though, because, like, I had it, I like, had it on a bologna sandwich and just hate it. I don't know what it is about mayonnaise. I just don't like it. But also, I don't like ranch dressing. It smells horrible. It makes me gag every time I smell it. I don't like like Caesar dressing, which is like mayonnaise with anchovy Can paste. Can you be American it. and not like ranch it dressing? It's such like... a divisive thing. Wow. When I tell it's people like I don't like mayonnaise. It's like pineapple on pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, I like pineapple on pizza. It's it's not my... And, and I'm not the only one that doesn't like mayo. Like, it's kind of no, a big I've thing. No, I've met people Not a lot don't. of people like mayo. But, like, I, to me, it's just disgusting. I don't like... I gag when I smell it. It's so gross. But so many people love it. And people in America... I don't know if this is like this the rest of the world. I'm sure it is somewhere, but like, just like you were joking about earlier, like, just, is, can I get some ranch on that? Like, they drown their food in it. I remember yeah. in elementary school, people would get, or not elementary school, high school, people would get the high school pizza for lunch. We we were ordering from like an actual fast food pizza joint for the kids. It was a be- so everybody got it because nobody wanted school food because we we're getting freaking Papa John's. Exactly. And so, but people would like get these little tubs to completely drench, or like completely toppling full of ranch. And, like, there was almost no pizza to the ranch ratio. It was, like, a one-to-one. And it, I would get so disgusted. And the whole fucking cafeteria smelled like ranch dressing. And it was, oh, then your I hated it. I never ate in there for is... that reason. Well, I'm just sort it was of... so gross to me, the smell of ranch dressing. I, I don't know what to, it is. I, went I out like to eat ranch with... flavored things. You just don't like the dressing? The dressing is just disgusting to me. I've went out to eat with friends, and I've literally watched them. It didn't matter what they ordered. They would order just plates full little bowls full of ranch and just drown their food in it or like salad they put so much ranch on yeah. it that you couldn't even distinguish it's, it's what it's not was healthy th- at that point well and i just look at it and it i'm like can, can it taste good though not to me but that's well, my opinion if they well, like it they like it that's what it is I mean, well i mean i don't care how you eat your food if oh, you I see that anyway. we're at golden krauts and all you can eat buffet mm-hmm. and uh they, just, oh. there's a salad bar awesome <laughs> healthy Crow. healthy alternative to the whatever the hell the food is made of there it's cheap unless you put a gallon of ranch on it people will go up there and just like empty the tub of ranch onto their freaking salad and it's like you is that what? a salad anymore or is that like what's dressing that's... with a side of lettuce what's that say about american palates or american taste buds or american cooking though because I know there's, right now, I know there's a French person out there <laughs> that's thinking that we are inferior species. Because, honest, I have had some French food, like tartatan, or they'll roast chickens and let the fat drip down on the potatoes while they're roasting. Their food is mm. legitimately... I've never had French food. It's so good. French. Only... Uh, I don't think you can count French fries. No. La right? Palme de Frites is not the same. Why is that even called same... French fries? Well, and they do have... Is it the frite, um, Yeah, sliced and fried... And I've read that, like, I've cooked fries the French way, supposedly, is you put it in cold oil, bring it up, and it makes it more crispy. Oh. Like, you know, we're told to throw things in hot oil, you know, to make it... Well, there's a French method that you put it in there. I read about this one time in, like, Gourmet or Bon Appetit or something. Cold oil? You put it right in the cold oil, and then you turn it on and cook it. And it did make some amazing Mm. French fries, because I just dug the potatoes out of my garden and did it. The crispier, the better to me, man. Oh, I love crispy French fries. And I like food with seasoning. I grew Mm -hmm. up, my dad did not like onions, and he only liked salt and pepper and Heinz ketchup. So yeah, I there's up, these aliens out there, and I'm sorry to yeah, insult no. people, but screw it. There's these aliens out there that don't like seasoning their food. It's I always like, thought my dad was an alien. Anyway, I mean, so yeah, for I the love most, you, Dad. For the most part, food don't, tastes don't okay. Don't hurt my brain. Okay. I don't mind the taste of food on its own, but it's so much better to season it. It's the twentieth, the twenty-first century. 
Well, I mean, the fact that we can add flavor to our food, why not? There's well, no shame in that, Well, packaged food people think seasoning is adding a shit ton of sugar and salt. When I'm talking about herbs... I mean, you can. I love Seasoning, herbs, yeah. though. Yeah, like, herbs There's so spices. many good things. Like, mm. I went to Hatch. I was stuck in Hatch, New Mexico, and so I just wandered around the town because my truck was broke, and I met this really cool family who grew their own peppers, and they gave me the peppers. Seasonings from where they are grown versus the crap you buy in the store, mm-hmm. mind-blowing flavor differences. Oh, she yeah. gave me some smoked chipotle that they had... And I know you hate mayonnaise, but making your homemade aioli, which is a fancy word for mayonnaise. Yeah, fancy mayonnaise. Yeah. Fancy mayonnaise. Because you like oil and eggs. It, the texture is different and it doesn't yeah. smell like... I'll still probably never try you it. Probably Again, it's, it's kind of like a phobia for But me. I used to make a garlic chipotle aioli and I'm turning it into a fry sauce, which you probably don't like fry sauce nah. because you don't like mayonnaise. But anyways, but there's a flavor. Own. The flavor is so good. It's their own. I don't have a food I hate, Brady. I've never eaten... That's interesting. I've never eaten anything... You're a rare species then because I, most people are picky about fucking something. I'm not. And I don't know if it's because of my Alaskan upbringing where I was eating weird things like Ross, like Maybe, raw herring probably, roe yeah. and stuff. I just... You know what's weird, though, is even being picky at all. And that... I guarantee that's a mostly an American thing. It was mainly... I think my, I'm anti-picky because of my father. Because when I was... I didn't get to eat Chinese food until I was almost an adult. Yeah. I think I was an adult, and I was so angry. I had not eaten a green onion until I was 18. I have made up for it since then. Because <laughs> they're like one of my favorite they're things. so good. And my, I'd never eaten one. I'd never eaten chow mein every until t- I was every 18. Every time I chop green onions, I'm snacking on them like crazy. Well, and like you talked about limes. I went to Mexico, and they Ooh, give you limes. limes with everything, and they taste oh, better yeah. than... What I is put, it about lime juice? It I, makes so much... Oh, so put, many foods taste better. I put limes on my meat, eggs. Every cooked meat, I put a little bit of lime juice on. Because it, I don't know what it is about it. It tastes so good. Citrus just makes everything it's that, better. It's the contrast of like umami, the cooked meat flavor. To the oh. sour, like citrus, like acidy. T- I don't know what it is. It's so amazing. Lime. Ceviche is oh. one of my favorite foods I on the love planet. Ceviche. Because I don't. I love that sour, tangy taste. Have I you really ever had do. pokey, which it's is pokey. the Hawaiian version? It's no. It's, it's, Maybe I have. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it's it's the Hawaiian version of it's just raw fish, but they put green Cooked onions. In acids. Yeah, and they put but they put green onion in with theirs. Ooh, yeah. So it's like raw salmon with green onion. And you got some shoyu in there. It's mm. so good. But I only Ooh. eat that stuff on the ocean. See, that I, sounds great. Well, yeah. yeah. Anytime you're gonna deal with fish, I don't want. Yeah, people it's eat. Absolutely better to get it as close to the ocean as possible. We live like ten hours from the ocean, and people are like sushi, and I'm all no. I, yeah, I want to be right. I've th- had sushi over in Spokane, and that's still like five hours from. Which like, technically Seattle. you could get it out of the water there. Some but... of that fish they don't get in Seattle, even though mm-hmm. that's like some of the sushi restaurants they're having like, like you don't we don't get sharks over here, but they're serving shark meat. And I'm like, where the where did that come from? Well, and I grew How up. How long eating, was that in a freezer for? If I wanted a salmon, okay, this mm-hmm. is so funny, but like when I was a kid, our baseball park was on an island, and so if I wanted to eat some crab, I would walk, I'd ride my bike over oh, the baseball so park. Good. Tide would be out. I kick a rock open, grab a four-pound dungy, and throw it in a pot boiling on water over the at the right at the beach. And so this ruined me because people get excited about seafood. It is gross here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It most of it's been frozen. Even the oh, freshest yeah. of the fresh is still out of the water a lot longer than. And, I'm and used you never to. know how like okay. So with the frozen fish, it's like you never know how long it was out before it was frozen. You can usually you, smell you it. You never know like okay. So it has to be put on a refrigerated truck. How do you know that like, the refrigeration didn't go out on the journey? And like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Well, just, like, so many variables that could make the fish go and wrong. And I refuse man. to pay $12 a pound for a salmon that I used to kick out on the bank. And I'm not exaggerating. I could walk into the water and yeah. kick one out. Well, and what so is, it, is like, what is it about freezing food, especially fish? It like, changes that, the is, texture. Like, yeah, is it, like... it makes it chew. It's still good. I mean, I still like fish. Like if somebody serves me salmon, I'm going to eat it. But the texture is different. Yeah. Like shrimp. 
A shrimp that has been frozen is a rubbery mess compared to a shrimp that you just grab. Out I've of the never water. had. No, wait, maybe I have. No, have I don't you think had fresh so. Shrimp? I don't think I've ever had shrimp like from that local source of ocean before. So, the only time I ever really went to the ocean, it was like Oregon coast or like Seattle. I have a funny. And that doesn't story really count because like shrimp. I didn't eat any fish there. So well, we used to and get. It's not even a commercial fishing like area. It's like the that's the. It's is, yeah, that's a touristy the place. The Pacific yeah. Ocean isn't really the biggest fishing. In, Anymore. Well, at least on this, at least in the Pacific Northwest side of the country, yeah, Seattle has their fish market. And everything I never I never ate fish while I was there, but like, as you go further south, all the way until maybe some you know the California area, it's not exactly like a commercial fishing zone. No, they've they've got up in Alaska, it definitely is. And even that's not the same. Yeah, but down down towards the southern areas of of the Pacific Ocean coast, it's like it's just not for whatever reason. Maybe it's the fish. I don't know. It's not very commercially fished. Well, and that's like the shrimp we used to get. Dad would, he had a friend named John. We used to call him Hey Buddy. And Hey Buddy, he would get us huge gallon bags of, and when I say shrimp, these are prawns. They are huge. They're like the gigantic ones. And it'd be like 20 bucks for this huge five pound bag of shrimp, right? And so he came in. One time he tripped because he was usually inebriated and he fell in the door and blew the shrimp all over our floor. Oh, no. And he he just starts scooping them up. He's like, <laughs> Ron, no one needs to know these shrimp are carpet burned. You know, so this guy was, <laughs> he used to, he was special. Five minute rule. Yeah, five minute rule. But, well, and they weren't. But yeah, shrimp, <laughs> they taste, they are so beautiful. I love seafood. But mm-hmm. honestly, I don't get to eat the amount of it I used to. I know. I was down in San Diego. I, I wish yeah. we had a good source of local fish, seafood here. Well, I've heard there's one place, but I just, once again, it's the money aspect. Okay, Elon Musk, you build tunnels, Mr. Tunnel Guy, okay? Build us some tunnels straight from the ocean to the inland of, like, the United States that lets fresh fish in. <laughs> oh, there is a place, though, in Plummer. Let's do it. <laughs> down in Plummer, there's this cowboy fish company or whatever, and they have huge uh, pools, and they raise shrimp right down here. Oh, you, cool. You can buy but they're like 18 bucks a pound. That's interesting. Because it's locally grown. I guess you can do that. You can do pools. I, I just want to see Elon build a big tunnel. That, I kind of dig the tunnel. Just because why not? You can. I just thought of it. I thought it was a good idea. Why not? But then we have If over, I had a tunnel company, I would try it. You just build a tunnel? Yeah. I don't know what kind of problems it'll cause, but you know what? Hey. Well, I mean, geology. Oops, sorry, California. Yeah. We broke you off into the ocean and trying to dig uh, a tunnel. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, hey, you guys, you guys remember the California coast? It's Before kind of, it was... Uh, above Beverly Hills. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's just a what is it? It's a flesh wound. It's gonna be okay. It's a flesh wound. It's yeah, a flesh wound. Well, I was thinking about food well, I hate. Now I don't know what I. Hate. I like pretty much all food. I do again. I do too, as long as it doesn't contain mayonnaise. I don't know. I'm really stickler about that. I've I'm sure I've eaten some sauces that had mayonnaise and just didn't think about it. But like like for instance, uh, Taco Bell's like uh, uh, what is that? Their their the creamy jalapeno sauce. I know for a fact that has mayonnaise in it, but I'll eat it. It's so masked by other spices and stuff that it doesn't even... Well, and it's so mixed in with the food. But for the most part, I don't even like potato salad or anything like that. Hmm. Um, I have had potato salad made with sour cream. It's not... I don't know. It's not that good. I don't see the hype. You don't see that? You I don't, don't see the I hype. Don't, well, once again... That's an American food for sure, isn't it? Potato salad? Well, it's of origins are German, Pennsylvania, Dutch. I mean, I, I'm trying... I'm on the quest to find the true American food. What is it? Pot roast? Like what is it? Well, I fried chicken I honestly is, that, think, is that American fried chicken? I honestly think we took all food and then just made it our own. I think well, we're that, such a new country anyway. It would yeah, make sense. Yeah, because but is have we invented a style of food? Like I don't. I want to know. Is Taco Bell the only true American food? I want to know if there's American food restaurants as a novelty in other countries. So, hey, I gotta I, know. I, I'm I really sorry, I'm on this that. again, but like I'm sorry. No, I know. I'm thinking. We about have it a so lot. many different types of food that you can obviously tell it, it was inspired by a foreign 
I yeah. guess you can call it a foreign food. Is there really anything such thing as foreign in America? We all came from somewhere else anyway, didn't we? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, does it? Like, we came here. There was Native Americans. Now it was now it was Europe. Technically, Europeans. I don't know. We all came from from somewhere, and it, because we're such a new country, and it was imperialized or whatever. Well, and then we added. To, <laughs> I think that this. Okay, then let's think about that. Even regional cuisine that is from the old world was at one time made new, you know, and they yeah. probably built upon something. Like, some cavemen's, like, just eating Yeah, we got to like, talk about the cavemen. Yeah, yeah like, we're they eating, were maybe eating, like, a dino. Mammoths. Yeah, oh, mammoths. People did eat mammoths. I wonder what that tasted like, because now, unfortunately, we'll never get to taste it yeah, we until will. they Jurassic Park up some mammoths. They're doing that. So we'll Good, I want to try some mammoths. You know we're going to eat it. It's, it's definitely ma- not going to be the same, but... Can you imagine the size Dude, of that okay, roast? when this happens... Okay, we're... Mammoth barbecue. To, and we'll probably put this on YouTube, I hope. Let's have a mammoth barbecue. We got but it. old school style on a... Let's make the biggest spit we possibly can make and make a giant bonfire and cook a mammoth. Do you know how big it's going to have to be to roast Let's make an old sucker? school caveman style fucking mammoth meal. Are we going to have... What are we then, having for desserts? Mm, Huckleberries? Ooh. Uh, gonna... how about the blood of our enemy tribe? Blood sauce? Blood pudding. Oh, wait, blood pudding. I don't know if the neighbors would like that. Blood they, pudding. They're, they'd be the, the main course of dessert. Um, no, that's what, we got a flavor <sighs> with berries. I'm pretty sure they ate berries. Of course they ate berries. But was it dessert back then, or was that like, a, I am out hunting and need something to eat, I need to eat some berries? Well, like, where know. did dessert come from? Is that, like, because of rich people? I feel like dessert is definitely a European thing, is, because Is that people, a lavish thing? They, one One second. Open. Speaking Ooh, of food. Yummy. Okay. So <laughs> well, I, uh, normally I would never do that on a podcast because it seems rude, but you know what? It's podcast. We're talking about food we're and I have food. a, uh, this is a cherry vanilla Coca-Cola. It's amazing. Yeah. We're not sponsored. No, we're not. I don't care to be sponsored, but no. I do have to tell you that it's a pretty good flavored soda. That's cool because I don't, you know, that's, oh, there is a food I don't really like. I don't really like sugary sweet pop. I've never even liked it when I was a kid. You know really? how old kids are like, I want a What's, soda. It's not sugar. It's High fructose corn syrup. Technically I'm, sugar, but yeah. I think it's genetic because my mom also doesn't like pop. I mm. love carbonated beverages like That's seltzer water and stuff, but I've never really liked soda. I, I, I'll oh. drink it. Like once in a while, I'll pep, but no, I just don't like it that much. That's so interesting. So I've never... Like, have you ever had like the, uh, they call them like spritzers or whatever, where it's not really like a soda. It's not like a Coca-Cola, but yeah, it's like, like flavored it's water. just carbonated water with some, I love those, some kind of a flavor in it. no sugar it's not in it. I just anything. don't like sweetened yeah. carbonated water. I've never been a big fan of it. I, don't, I didn't I like don't, juice I or a lot of that it. stuff when I was I don't, a kid. I don't drink it nearly as much. I used to live on the damn stuff, and I don't know. I just stopped. Well, I every... have it rarely. Like This is a treat for me having this soda, guys. I don't drink soda anymore. And you, I should recommend that to everybody. Cause it's Food like, episode. Soda's really un- unhealthy for you. Well, and I, think... I used to make my own soda, though. I would I go and, you know those, uh, you know those stupid flavor syrups you get that they have at the coffee shops, but you can get them at like Costco? Yeah, yeah. I used to take that and just add it to carbonated water. So like an Italian soda? Basically, I didn't, I, I used to make Italian sodas, they're pretty expensive though. But, you, uh, cause you have to use the cream and stuff you and you have to, to buy all to these the things. You need to go to the restaurant supply store. Yeah. They have an entire yeah, have aisle mm. of all the flavors. Yeah. Cause I go there and get, cause I do those like, uh, they make a kind without sugar, but without Splenda too. It's got erythritol yeah. in it and it's, I put it in my coffee. Ooh. It's caramel and it's not bad for you cause it's a sugar alcohol. That um, good. I put that in my coffee and I quite like that. But as far as I'm, yeah, I'm just not a big sugar syrup drinker, but I don't hate it. I just don't really well, like it. Um, I, I used to make it with those syrups and those are too sugary for me too. Cause they're almost pure sugar. Those because oh, it's just like, flavoring with like some kind of corn syrup, pretty much. And flavoring. And yeah, flavoring. Yeah. Um, but then when I started making my own e-cigarette juice, oh, okay, I've, uh, heard, I've heard about that. I found a good source of like the natural flavorings that you would add to your e-cig juice. Because for those of you that don't know, I have to go on a little bit of a rant about the e-cig juice because there's a lot of misconceptions about it. It's just vegetable glycerin, a food product. It's propylene glycol, a food product slash additive for like 
all of the products you would use on your body anyway. Um, you eat a lot of propylene glycol every day if you are alive in the 21st century. Exactly. Yeah. So it, these are two food products. You have natural or artificial flavorings, whatever you choose to use, um, and nicotine. Those are the ingredients in most e-cig juice, especially if you're making it on your own. I don't know what China puts in theirs. I don't recommend ever buying anything like that from China. Because they probably do add other stuff to it. But for the most part, it's just propylene glycol, vegetable glycerin. Those are two things in most foods that we eat that are processed foods. Mm -hmm. And then you have flavorings and nicotine. Those are the only things. But anyway, uh, making that, I had you know access to pretty good deals on, uh, on uh, the natural flavoring. So I just started adding that to carbonated water, and it was pretty good. Yeah, I like naturally flavored. My favorite very, thing... Very healthier alternative to soda i bought my grandma one of these pitchers that has a, an infusion tube in the middle and my favorite thing to do is just throw like limes or oranges in that and infuse the water that way i really mm -hmm. like infused water i love lemon water I, I guess i like that kind of stuff i just i've never been because i don't eat a lot of cold cereal i guess that's another thing i don't cold really cereal. i've never really you know, like, like even like been... honey bunches of oats Nope. Like the, what I call the boomer cereal. Boomer cereal. Because when I was a kid, that's what we called it. It's totally like, like a raisin bran. Like they'd give you a raisin bran. Like, I don't want. I don't want freaking raisin bran. Where's my Captain Crunch, motherfucker? Or plain Cheerios. Who mm -hmm. likes plain first? Cheerios? I do now. I don't know why. Because you got oh, older. Oh, it might be because he's the, becoming an old person. I, I, either a, I'm becoming an old person. Or I worked in a feed mill and I would snack on the oats. Well, just I love straight the up, smell of oats. I love. I oats. probably shouldn't be admitting this. It doesn't matter, but. They're food, they're food <laughs> I worked at this feed mill, and uh, you know you get a little bit hungry. You were like, and a I may pony. or I may or may not have kind of smoked weed every once in a while, and and oh my God. so uh, you know you'd have the munchies or whatever. <laughs> and I had and we had all these just raw grains sitting there. So um, when we were not? like steamrolling the barley, I would take big handfuls of it and eat it. We all would. Oh, Steamrolled barley is amazing, right the, off the roller, guys. Come on. The rolled corn mm. out of the cob with a yeah. little bit of molasses. Mm. I would, that, the that was good. Corn yeah. is good. Rolled corn was the best. <laughs> I love the we'd have it, corn. Every once in a while, like I worked a, at a feed store. Somehow I'm... a pea would make it into like the corn silo and like and you guys get rolled. Mm, Steamrolled peas are pretty good. I love. Oh, I love. Um, but the, I would. Peas. We would snack on the oats all the time. Well, I love oats because they had to be. Uh, you know, you had to de. Huscum or whatever the hell it's called. Every once in a while, I would love a bowl of Lucky Charms. Isn't that weird? Like, that's one of the... I do... And I Lucky do Lucky Charms is okay. You know what we make for Christmas like in my family? Cereal, no, I know, but it's just... <laughs> but since I don't eat it, it's magical for me. Yeah. Um, I make a Cap'n Crunch French toast every year for Christmas. Oh. And it's pretty legendary. Yeah. I, and people think it would be too sweet. It's really not. It's really good. And I use Crunch Berries, which we discovered mm. one year is even better. Because you grind it up real fine and you dip the bread. And you got to use Texas Texas toast. Oh, my God. One that time I, so good. I made a brioche that had 40 steps for this. And it was a braided brioche. And then I made the Holy Captain Crunch. It took me two days to make this bread. It, it's a legendary bread. But then you grind the Captain Crunch up. So you do like a whipping cream, egg, vanilla. And I use real vanilla, not the propylene glycol kind. Even though I'd use that too. And then you, <laughs> and you and a little cinnamon. And you dip it in there. And then you dip it in the Captain Crunch. Mm -hmm. And then you, you grill it like French toast. It is, it is just, I can't even, we, you gotta try that it. sounds amazing. Captain Crunch French Toast. You guys, I hope your mouths are watering. Oh, I love also, Captain Crunch French Toast. Also, uh, we're gonna get your mouth watering this whole episode, and at the end, we're gonna just talk about completely disgusting foods, just to mess with you guys. Yeah, we're doing the fun foods right now. Uh, we'll probably not remember to do that, but anyway, just be prepared, just in case we decide to mess with you. Okay, favorite dessert, go. Um, you can't just throw that on me and expect me to answer right away, there's so many, all of them? Well, I know that, but like I'm known as the cake um, lady, so my favorite cake that I make. I've, I've I've started to like cake less and less as I got older. That's because the cake from the store is. and stuff is gross. Even homemade cake is. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong, cake is good. I've just not, I, don't I don't like it, it as much as when I was like twelve. And like, oh my god, cake! 
Uh, We're having cake! No, cake. not anymore. Tiramisu! Oh, you know Used that... to be my favorite. Really? I haven't had it in a long time. I bet now it's too sweet. Do you know I've never had tiramisu? I've ate so a lot of good. food, but it's I've never had really tiramisu. Rigid. Costco. For whatever reason. Whatever you put in your tiramisu, my God, it's amazing. Do you think they put crack in there? I used to eat the whole box, man. It was probably Do you not know they had well. a, chocolate, die, a death by chocolate cake at Costco? That when, back when I ate sugar a lot, that cake... That sounds good. I, that cake was good. I make a German chocolate cake that is, because I'm not, I don't like a lot of sweets, but the German chocolate cake that I make is pretty legendarily good. It has a frosting I have to stir for 12 minutes. Oh, man. I mean, it's, I haven't made that for you guys yet, but my boss, I make it for... German chocolate cake's pretty good. Well, because it's got, it's, I hate dry cake. Whoever, like, in America, there's a huge problem. We have an epidemic. Stop making dry cake. Nobody likes it. It's so gross. And then putting six freaking pounds of frosting on there. You guys fool us if this, this perfectly look perfect looking cake that it's super processed and looks amazing and then you eat it so dry it no. tastes like sawdust that got Stop wiped it. up somebody's butt it's yucky Stop it. the, the moister the cake to me the better i yeah. don't care who you are moist cake is the most appetizing cake yep and honestly one of my favorite kind of cakes which is not even a cake is cheesecake i love mm, me the moistest of the cakes and it doesn't need to be overly sweet like that is something in our culture that it i does. wish would change some people so, make it way too sweet oh it's so cloying i don't like i want it to be like i want it to be more cheesy than sweet yes like and i want to use the, those flavors are just great together the cheese with the cake oh i love cheesecake cream and cheese is, i just love cream cheese period i want to start using mascarpone in did i say it right my oh, mascarpone you got to say it right or they'll get mad at you and i don't want gordon ramsay to call me a donkey <laughs> not that he would even know who i am you don't you don't you, you sound like Shrek. Yes, it's, it's okay. not Gordon Ramsay. It's okay. It's close. I just hey, I, Gordon, apparently... shout out to Gordon Ramsay. Can you yell at us on our on our comment section? I would love. I don't it. know if you'll ever hear this episode, but please. Well, and if I would you do, love somebody to eat tell some Gordon Ramsay. If anybody out there knows Gordon Ramsay or has a way to contact him, can you tell him to like insult us about this episode, please? That would be amazing. We love to be insulted. Not really, but we sort of do. being insulted by Gordon Ramsay though is like getting a compliment. Exactly. Yeah. So we're okay. Ironically. With that. We're okay with that. <laughs> We're going to Flavor Town. So <laughs> that's going to be the episode title. <laughs> Flavor Town. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I love cooking shows. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I love to watch me a good cooking show. Like it's so good. Oh, you get all you get into it, right? It? I grew up on my grandma was addicted to Food Network. Man. Was she really? She's all day. So I'd get home from school and she'd be there fucking watching Food Network, and so I would be stuck watching Food Network. Like Rachel Ray, man, I learned a lot from her. Oh, I like Chopped. Because she I was like, always on. She she she, she just learned. got huge for whatever reason on on the yeah, cooking channel, did. man, on Food Network, and man, Rachel Ray, man, she was on almost every freaking show. My favorite, my at favorite some point. Food Network <laughs> show is Chopped. I like yeah, taking really yeah, the yeah. most obscure weird, I've got a donkey tongue and some gravel <laughs> and I'm gonna make an appetizer with that. It's so cool. So, and, uh, did you ever watch Iron Chef? Iron Chef was pretty cool, yeah. I Well, the thing about Iron Chef is it was so dramatic. Like, it yeah, was like yeah, the soap yeah. opera of cooking shows. It was, shows. yeah. That was the reality oh, show. Of the cuisine! That and was the cooking channel's a, reality show. A Japanese show. guy yeah. yelling in French is kind of also my favorite thing. I'm not going to lie. Oh, God. Yeah, so Food, Food Network. Awesome. I love watching cooking. And I learned a lot on Food Network. You do learn a lot, amazingly. Yeah, I don't. Well, and then, like, right now, it is the Great British Baking Show or whatever. Oh, everybody I've in the never planet, watched it. I haven't either, but everybody... Okay, I work at the library. There's only really so many ways to make cake. How can it be that entertaining to be, like, all over the TV all the time? I don't know, but it's there's cake. been everything Donuts from Donuts and cupcakes, cupcake they're wars. basically all the same. Well, I bake a lot, though, and it is amazing yeah. the variations you can come up with. Yeah, but it's, like, it's really all the same. I don't... I think people watch it for the Maybe drama. Maybe I'm just closed-minded on there. It's the, it's always the drama. I think it's the drama. Why do you watch TV if not for drama? Well, 
that's true. I mean, it makes you... Also, I think there's that when it cooking shows is that it's sort of attainable. I feel like you could cook that if you had the right equipment and stuff. For sure. Because some of the stuff For they sure. cook, I'm not going to go out and get some Wagyu. I'll just go out to my freezer and get... I have some really nice sirloin in there. Mm-hmm. But, they, you know, and then there's some waste in cooking shows, like especially on the Gordon Ramsay shows. When they have to throw away, like, you know, what is that, Beef Wellington, a little part yeah. of me dies inside. Oh, I know. Because I know how much stuff costs to produce, and then to see a whole thing of scallops get thrown in the garbage, it makes Ugh. me want to rip someone's head off. Oh, the other thing with that is, like, it's a, it's TV. It's So true. you know they have made mistakes and had to redo stuff. How much food did they waste if they make a little bit of a mistake? Let's say they film a scene like they had to do it ten times. Like this one... Okay, what I'm what I'm referring to is this video where Gordon Ramsay is like perfectly filleting this fish in, in yes. like record speed. I know for a fact that he didn't do that on the first take, especially with how perfect he did it. It probably took... I would If I had to guess 10, 15 takes, and even if he did it perfect the first time, they still have to film it 10, 15 times. That's just how TV works. I want to watch... How a... much fish did they waste doing that? Well, and then maybe that's the thing. I want to watch a show about the food waste like being turned into food because British people, it I think happens. you eat fish paste, right? I've never eaten it, yeah. but I think it's a thing. Like fish paste, like they it have is. sandwich... I've heard of it. Well, yeah. and it's like so... Yeah. Well, guess what our tuna, canned tuna pretty much is. It's pretty much paste, yeah. Mm. Well, I like tuna. It's not bad. I like fish. I like it in the pouches better than the cans, I've mm. discovered. Have you ever had the tuna in the pouches? Uh-uh. Is it better? It's really good, it and it smells better. good, too. Yeah. Like, they have all these different flavors of it. Not with mayonnaise. I'm just talking about, like, they'll have a garlic yeah, lemon yeah. one and stuff. And you crack it open, and it smells like the ocean instead of mm. nastiness. You should try it. I don't know. I like that. Could be something about the can. On the, or maybe that line. You know how the, when we make an aluminum can to put food in, they have to line it with this chemical? Yes, and they've changed the chemical because the one was the, bad. To prevent the metal from deteriorating Because it the made food. people grow boobs. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I always think of phytoestrogens or, you know, synthetic yeah. estrogens. It's going to make boys grow boobs. And if anytime boys grow boobs, apparently that's a bad okay, thing. Okay, and con- they'll change it. Conspiracy time. I love conspiracy time. we got to put a sound bite here somewhere. So, um... Yeah, Illuminati. Illuminati. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta dig out that soundbite. Anyway, um, so, the, uh, I, it was probably some stand-up comedy I heard or something, but something gave me the idea of like, um, why are like boys becoming way more feminine and girls are developing, you know, their, their pubescentness, I guess, earlier. Yeah. So like, okay, sorry to say this, but like, little girls are getting tits at an earlier age, and stuff like that. And they were trying to figure this out where it's like, um, A, they found a, a bunch of these food additives they were using were part of that, mm-hmm. and like you were just saying. And um, in certain municipal water supplies, they realized they were not taking the estrogen out of the recycled sewage water. Uh-oh. There was no way to do it. Yeah, estrogen something. And I may be wrong on that, but this is definitely what I heard. I, it was, I would think it was on a, definitely like a 2020 episode or one of those primetime scarier fucking grandma shows. I feel sad that I missed this. I'm not going to lie. Cause I got to find that. I got to figure out what that was If you add the cocktail from. of therapeutic... It could have even been Alex Jones for all I know. I don't it could have. But... Well, and if you add the cocktail of therapeutic antibiotics, which we do that oh, to God, our yeah, animals, everything. any meat product you eat has mm-hmm. a very huge dose of just... Th- they call it therapeutic antibiotics. And what that means is they're just feeding them to the animals whether they need them or not because they gain yeah. more weight. So yeah. think about that. You're going to eat that. Then you get the estrogen. So you're going to get a big ass is yeah. what... And that... Look at our people. And I, I, I personally don't test my water supply in, in the city I live in. It makes me... I've always wondered, what can't they get out of the water supply? What are they not testing for? What are the allowances they have on what does stay in the water supply? It kind of is creepy if you think about it. Because 
you know how the FDA is. Uh, like, well, I'm very happy to have how a many, well right now. How Yay. many pieces of cockroach do they allow in the general meal of cereal that you... Oh, you know what I mean? I'm There's going to be... About... That happens. Um, with vegetables, for instance, I, you... You can't get rid of all the little eggs of insects and nope. larvas and you stuff that are in it. Like with strawberries, like they found all these. There's these, it's a famous TikTok thing right now, or it might have been two weeks ago. So it's probably irrelevant completely forever oh, that's now. But like being old. Okay. but like there's this big TikTok trend that that was like these people let their strawberries. Oh, what was it? Like the salt water? I don't know what happened, but there was all these larvae coming out of the strawberries. Yeah, but any food and the, uh, the FDA is... allows that, and that's okay. But it's like it's not going to hurt you. It's just insects. Just protein, you your know, body will digest like, it. Yeah, I, mean, I well, no, there's that's bigger the things more... to worry about, but like straight up, they have allowances for what kind of contaminants are left in the food that they process. I'm and thinking about there's no way to ever get it out in the first place anyway. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not demonizing the food industry. You can't account for every little thing. When you raise something on that massive of a scale, I know I'm thinking about rat soup now in the peanut butter. <clears throat> well, and that's what happens, I'm a firm though. believer in. Yeah as much as possible eating whole food like food you prepare yourself you'll be healthier mm -hmm. i'm not saying don't eat any processed food because my goodness everybody once in a while is going to want a frozen pizza mm -hmm. i don't care who you are that's good well and totinos it's man oh god the fake so cheese so good what is but, it about totinos man? but at 99 they food scientists cocaine yeah. in the cheese yeah 99, <laughs> i'm not saying you guys do that but it is kind of yeah. addictive yeah. i'm just saying 90 percent of the time 80 percent of the time make your own food that's real food like mm -hmm. you said the broccoli i do that to asparagus too and mm -hmm. when it's in season eat seasonal food like but right i don't now, know where the broccoli here's the problem though i don't know where the broccoli was grown well grow it yourself i don't i don't have a garden you could mm. it is a lot of time consuming you guys though that's i think that's a big problem in america though it's like first of all time is a very limited resource it anymore is. especially anybody who works at a job it is true so i mean i i technically i do have the time to garden i just don't want to but it is way way. easier just to go buy my broccoli at the store somebody else put the time and effort into growing it and and putting a little sticker on it and putting it in the store and shipping it and all that shit and it's pretty cheap somehow through all those processes and paying all those it's employees it's cheap, cheap yeah. it's definitely a lot but i mean yeah don't get me wrong it's awesome to go grow your own food but like not everybody has time for it not everybody even has a yard to grow it in or a garden those community gardens are awesome by the way i, love I support community, community gardens more than anything like that's an amazing thing that people do i wish community would more. come work in my garden i could use the labor and i would give you pumpkins <laughs> I, so, I would i was just thinking i was just thinking that right now we're coming into that great mm. Come do a lots of hard labor for me, and I'll pay you in pumpkins. I will pay you in pumpkins. Well, I was thinking it's almost that, uh, what is that, upper middle class lady season, where it's pumpkin spice season. It's coming. It's coming. Hallelujah. Yep, it's coming. Well, cause Who I, doesn't like the pumpkin spice stuff? Um, I Actually, I make good. my there, own. I'm sure there's a lot of people that I, don't like I pumpkin spice stuff. I make my own pumpkin spice when I make pumpkin spice. And then you have eggs. the contrarians that, like, no, because only, it's so popular, it's a hipster thing. Or you know what I mean, how people are? How about like, you just like something because you like popular, it? It's popular, so I don't like pumpkin spice. Oh, I forgot. You have to be more cool than other people. Yeah. That's not an insecurity at all. Yeah. I like pumpkin spice. You know, it's funny. I only like that kind of stuff typically in the fall. It's delicious. It's like a harvest thing for me. Yeah. I make my own pumpkin pie spice. I always wondered why pumpkin spice was always just a seasonal thing when it's mostly, it's all artificial flavoring anyway. Yeah, they don't even. Is that just to just to capitalize on the hype? Because it's mainly cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg, and allspice. Yeah. Is what it's and Ooh, I. Allspice. I know the allspice is what gives it that mm, special kick. Nutmeg. But like I've got about fifty pumpkins out there, maybe mm -hmm. a little more, and I'm getting ready to go into pumpkin mode because yes. that's what happens about September, pumpkin October. Mode. Yeah, we had a we had a pumpkin cake recently for your wife's birthday. Yes. And now that was a good. That cake. was a really good cake. But it was because it wasn't dry. Yes. And obviously. also, I like. Well, there is there is something we said homegrown food. 
Like I used to think, oh, come on. It can't be that much different. Get a potato from the store and go dig one out of my dirt out there. There's a Mm -hmm. massive taste and textural difference. Now, I'm not saying the potato, the conventionally grown one, is bad for you. It could even be the soil. I don't know. What is it? uh, Food loses... Will we ever figure that out? What it really is... Is it the energy? I want. I'm going to sound all Duncan Trussley here. No, I think so. But is it like the energy that goes from it because of? I talk like if it's mass produced, it's just not cared about as much, or like you know what I mean, like on a weird little like physiology, metaphysical level. I think that is there that kind of thing going on. I've always wondered a little bit, and I'm not. I'm a pretty big skeptic on like woo woo. You're a woo woo skeptic. But like, there's this theory that like when you're cooking food. You're, there's an energy you put in it. So like if you're in a bad mood and you cook even the best of food, it's going to taste like crap. So burnt broccoli syndrome? Yeah. What, is that what it's called? I don't I know. I just want a woo-woo skeptic t-shirt. We <laughs> yeah, have yeah, to yeah. have one of those. I've always okay. been skeptical about woo-woo, but like there's this theory that your energy goes into your food. And I've always wondered if there's, if there's any kind of credence to that. I'm kind of curious any truth about to that. that. I want to know. Is there, okay, is there a woo-wooologist out there? And I'm not being a smart aleck. I would like to know a (laughs) woo-wooologist. I want to know about that because I put a lot of love and time into growing my Mm -hmm. food and the food is good. Does it make a difference is my question. Like, is there even any way to study that? But things lose nutritional value as they sit and think about how long the food has been picked by the time it gets to you. You never know. And also most conventional food is nitrogen and water rich. It's like, um... Idaho is notorious as the potato state. We're not really the potato state. We're the gem state, right? Yeah. And but also, everybody calls it the potato state because apparently we export a lot of potatoes. We grow, we grow a lot of potatoes. I don't know that. Apparently we import a lot of potatoes. From Washington. From Washington, which is known for more for their apples. But they, have, so, they grow a lot of potatoes. even though Washington is our neighbors, those potatoes first go to the other side of the country then they go to a different state, and then they eventually make it back to Idaho, which is our right next door. What makes so me, there's yes. this weird unnecessary yes. time gap of shipping. It's just like when you order something from Amazon, right? And and it's let's say you're in California and you're ordering something from Florida, and it goes up to Washington, and then they ship it back to New York, and then it goes to Kansas, and then it finally makes it to your fucking front door after a week, even though you have Amazon Prime two-day shipping, and Do you, you get all pissed. The logistics people just like to draw patterns on the computer. I always like, wondered that. Like, it'd be fun to know, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's. It seems to be no logic in logistics. I'm gonna draw especially a in the pentagram food industry. with Brady's package. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where I have to digress. There. Okay, let's do it. Let's uh, do one it. One of the one of the one of the biggest dream jobs in America for uh, this should be for everybody is that guy that gets to draw the yellow lines on the football games. <gasps> How many times have you seen it where they draw a dick and you know they drew a dick on, on purpose? On purpose, yeah. But they even have a commentation to why they drew the dick, but it's clearly a dick. It's so funny. Or tits. They're just but like they, here and here and then here and here. I'm drawing boobies. Sorry, How would you like, like that job? It was That's so your job good. is to draw, you, so draw yellow dicks on the on a football game that millions of people are watching. You know, and then how, you got to give props to the commentators because they don't start busting up laughing. Yeah, Me, yeah, I'd be yeah. like, <laughs> Uh, I don't know how we got to that. For I would food. love that job. Let's talk about Because you were talking melons. about uh, we were Let's talking talk about, about logistics melons now. Logistics. We're gonna go yeah, back melons. to food. We're going to melons now. Favorite. Is that because well, of boobs? I don't know. Yeah, why do they I would call never, them melons? Why like, are they melons? Can't, only fake boobs look like cantaloupes. That's true. They probably float in a pool too. Yeah. Oh, we gotta see if melons float now. I'm sure. I so. think. I mean, in my mind, they do. I've never tried it. Now yeah, I want to go throw a cantaloupe in a hot tub and see what happens. Yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, back. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. This episode. What we were talking about was the logistics of food, and it, and it drove me down a tangent again. But, well, that's, but, that's what we're all about. But logistics of food seems a little weird to me. How something has to travel cross country to go to a neighboring uh, state? How about or across like, the world? Yeah. Cantaloupes. I don't buy cantaloupes in the winter because they come from across the entire ocean. What, and it's we grow like, cantaloupes here. Why can't we have our first dibs on our cantaloupes? But you eat them in season. Like in the summer, all yeah. of our cantaloupes come from California. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that because that is mm-hmm. relatively close to us. But it's like you said, the tastelessness. I've been getting some pretty decent melons lately, and a lot of them come from Oregon and Washington, which I guess in the scope of things is pretty close to us. Mm-hmm. But then again, I also want to help farmers across the world too. So I don't know. Yeah. It, logistics of food uh, is fascinating. Farm, I'd like to watch a show on that. The, just the logistics of farming in general is insane. Oh, yeah. I've been playing a lot of farming simulator on the playstation 4 and for those of you that don't know it's technically the most boring game in the entire universe i have no idea well i don't know goat simulator might be close there's a close tie to that what does it do your guess is as good as mine what the hell is a goat goat simulator i don't even think there's a goat in the game is that like the goose game where the goose wreaks havoc because that game yeah but that game has fun that's kind of like a fun little twist but with farming simulator it's so boring but like it does teach it has taught me a lot about farming i don't know why I my escapism is to to be farming simulator. Like who wants who really does want to farm digitally? Like I I don't understand if I was out actually working on a farm. But like you, you drive these tractors around, they're so slow, and you actually have to do all this stuff. But anyway, my point is, I've learned a lot about farming, and it's like such a crazy industry, such a low profit margin even. Yeah, it's like, really for the hard. most part, it really is. And like people, it's hard to get like, ahead of that game. They either demonize or idolize farmers, and you know yeah. farmers. We're regular people, mm-hmm. and we have bad... Farming has this huge element Mad that you can't respect. control it. Like, you don't know if this year's going to be a good year for this crop, and then mm-hmm. a bad year for the other crop. You don't know if something's going to come in and kill stuff. It's oh, so hard. We, we, we can't talk about that without talking about, like, all the tribes that were, like... They thought there was this these gods controlling Fertility everything. Fertility gods, So they had yeah. to, like, sacrifice to the gods in order to have the crops grow, and really it was just weather. Oh. They just didn't understand well, weather. <laughs> they're like, let's chop Jerome's they, they head off. Yeah. You think he got rid of annoying people, too? Like, think about being a leader of a tribe. Because humans uh. haven't changed. We're still humans. We just have more knowledge now. Of course they but got rid like, of the deplorable. They're like, look at the deplorable. You know, that guy over there, he's really just driving me nuts. Let's make a sacrifice to the fertility <laughs> goddess the, Lablani. It is the chief's decree. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm speaking in old English. But... It's the chief's decree. Because that... definitely old England sacrificed people. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Let's... <laughs> Let's, let's spill his blood and then we'll get some good corn. You know, though, you know, though, tinfoil hat again, okay? okay? But in a joking way, okay? The Illuminati or whatever, the shadow Illuminati. government. Do, do we get our crops because they're still in the shadow, sacrificing humans for the gods to be pleased to give us our crops? Is Have that, you ever wondered that? Have is you that ever thought about that? missing people are? Yeah, because you never know. There's a problem maybe, with missing people right now. Maybe. We gotta get control How many of those missing people are virgins? We need to look into this. Oh, God. And I'm not being flippant about missing people either. That seems to be a problem right now. And I think it's always a problem. I think people are just now looking at it. Okay, tabloid time. Okay. Are the majority of missing cases in America, at least, the result of Illuminati human sacrifice? It can't possibly be quantified because we can't Mm. even prove that they are even acting right now. So it's going to stay a conspiracy. Dear Illuminati, will you please let us know? We will not tell anybody... No, we won't. Wink, wink. Um, but seriously, though, have you ever wondered, like, if there's still some kind people? of woo-woo-woo going on to control the weather? 
I always thought it was you know something I mean? like, like rain dances. Like we need are there to talk- people still doing rain dances to make sure we still get rain. I'm like, kind of gonna put out a request I've to the woologist out there. Is there yeah, is there something guys. like I want to know? I have to know now. Like you never know. I th- I think about this all the time, just as a joke. But like, really, like, do we have to like? Do we have to do these rituals still? And we're as a normal society, we're not doing it. But there's these people kind of in the shadow government that are still doing these rituals to make sure like the, the normal cycles of the earth still happen because there really is gods out there controlling everything well do you know. think about you know with climate change and all Nibiru that stuff that they whatever. think that we can actually control it via science is that basically the same thing just on more an advanced civilization scale that oh if we put enough aluminum particulate matter in this in the sky that we the, can reflect sunlight and then we can have more rain and less warming is that not dancing just a newer version of it yeah, because realistically, that's kind of what all that mystic stuff kind of evolved into it's was the actual guess. sciences. Yeah, well, because that was way we could explain I, I, you know it what without I think knowing. is like some of the, some of the earliest form of sciences was to kind of figure out what all this mystical shit was to that make everybody sense. was believing in back way back, you know, when like organized civilizations were first starting, well, like the Sumerians of, and stuff. Yeah, the Sumerians had a lot of actual science, but. You know, they. I think it was because they were testing different mystical theories, like why? Well, yeah, why does it rain every month? Is you it have the rain urea dance, in your urine, so you know, if you pee mean, near like, a plant, it's gonna grow better. Yeah, it's like yeah, that. they figured so, that stuff out. So, like chopping someone's throat and letting the blood leak on the ground, there might, especially if that person has some weird genetic variant, there might have been stuff that they observed about all of these things, mm-hmm. and then they just came up with rituals to perpetuate yeah, more and more knowledge over time, and then. Then you have the time when, you know, they started writing it down, and that really helped a lot of things, because then it was passed on. What do we do now to get rid of the, the Steves, though? Like, you know, they, they... Well, no, I mean, like... They, Sorry. It's just... I can just see some chieftain being like, oh, God, that guy is so annoying. You know what? It's been yeah. dry for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I know they did it. Like, like I the know king they has, did it. Like, the king has, like, the one peasant friend, right? Yeah. And he's like, hey, you know, man, my fucking neighbor... God, he's a real asshole. Yeah, yeah. And like he's always he's always banging on his goddamn drum at night. Let's like, throw. We get rid of him. <laughs> let's throw that witch Enrica into the volcano. I'm tired of her shit. <laughs> 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 I was like, you know they did. Well, that. that's what the witch hunts the witch hunts were, right? Like man, that that Susie lady, of, she's real weird. Like, they got rid of the intelligent. She must women. be a demon. Yeah, yeah, she <laughs> fucking burner. <laughs> it'll it'll kill two birds with one stone. We get rid of this annoying woman, and we have more power in the community. Win win. We still do that stuff. It's just in a different way now. We burn people on social media. That's true. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, I can't back to we were we were, we were about supposed before. to be we're logistics about... of food, but now we're back on food. Period. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where are we gonna go to gross food? Like the grossest food, or are we gonna continue? Uh, looks like we're about a yeah. We should probably end on the gross foods. We're about out an hour. Okay, grossest food. I don't, I don't food. see us doing a two-parter on this one. I'm trying to think. We uh, could. I mean, really, we could do like ten parts on food. Food is such a fast subject. Like, I don't even think we covered. But I can end with an anecdote of the grossest cover, but... thing I've ever seen people eat, and I have a two-parter on this. Okay, one. Okay, yeah, I'll let you take over this one. I don't know that many gross foods. Off the I head, do. So. My uncle's a bit of a heathen, and when I was little, he liked to eat lots of things. And one day he was cooking what I thought was sausage. And he comes in and he's like, sis, you want some sausage? And I said, sure. And I pop a bit of it in my mouth and I'm chewing. And I think I'm about six at the time. And he's like, well, how is that for you? And I said, it's a little bit chewy, uncle. He's like, that's because it's testes. And so he had fed me bull testicles. But my uncle, so I just had to give you some context. Same uncle. A few years later, so I'm a teenager now, his daughters had a rat. And my uncle was a castration specialist. And he castrated the rat right there and ate them raw. Ooh. So I feel like that is probably the grossest thing that I've ever seen anybody eat. 
<sighs> my mom's adopted. Anyway. Oh, man, have you ever... Uh, <laughs> yeah, raw I testicles. Love a, I love the, the scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. The monkey where brains. They're, where they're eating all those gross foods, but monkey it's like, brains. realistically, like some of those, it seems gross. A lot of foods have seemed gross and then are ended up being really delicious, so maybe the, rat testicles don't taste that bad. I can't say the... Te- okay, the bull testicles tasted like chewy sausage. So yeah, it wasn't they, like the grossest thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, and, God, Montana, I tell you what. They eat some weird stuff. They, they have a testicle They also festival. like the testicle. Yeah, they do. That's not a I've joke. I've been to it. Um, but, like, um, just going... I've never seen this in a gas station anywhere, but when I was in Montana, they have, like, chicken giblets or whatever the fuck Oh, gizzards. 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 My grandma loves those. Seems so gross, but they're so good. They're chewy. Like, they're chewy. They're chewy. They just taste like fucking deep fried meat. Like, it's really no different. And then, like, people eat cow tongue. Have you ever had cow tongue? I've had tongue. Um, uh, I've what do they it... call that? There's a Mexican word for that. It's a big thing in... That's like a big meat in Mexico they well, use. Well, they eat menudo as so tripe, and that's uh, that's good. innards. I've eaten but most... But cow tongue's really good. I I was very skeptical. They had it at this if burrito it's joint. it's thin, it's pretty... It's how yeah, you I went to this burrito food. joint, and they had cow tongue burritos, and I was really skeptical, and they look... It, oh, man, it looks so weird. Yeah. But it's soft and succulent, and it tastes really good. It's, I'm a believer preparation good. is the difference between food being gross and food being good, because I've ate some Absolutely. really weird food, and as long as it's prepared right... It tastes amazing. Yeah. And I mean, really, you can eat most parts of any animal, right? Uh, yeah, or just anything. Like people, like, especially other animals, they eat the bones and you suck out the marrow and like... It's good for you. Eat everything. Yeah. Like, and then everything that you don't need, you're just going to crap out anyway, right? Well, know. and it's... Yeah. But, I just yeah, try to think... there's some gross stuff out there. There's some gross stuff. But it, how gross is it really? I don't want to eat sweetbreads. I'm not a big... I don't like to eat organs or things that think. Like sweetbreads, sweetmeats, they are the, the brain. To oh, me, it smells. Never had a brain. It smells gross. As far as I know, it smells like you know how you don't like mayonnaise. Yeah. When I smell a brain cavity, I don't really want to eat it. Uh, there's nothing about that that makes me say, "Hey, I want to scramble that with my eggs," because that's yeah. a common dish. Is to scramble the sweet. There's something psychological about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to eat that. Brain, like. And then eating livers and stuff like that. I just, it's not really my thing. Anybody that's ever ate a commercial hot dog, you have ate organ meat. So yeah, I'm so sorry, vegans. Well. By the way, if there's any vegans listening, like, yeah. Yeah. People eat meat. Well, That's and the just thing the thing. Is, I respect vegans. I think it takes a lot to follow your principles, so I'll never bash one ever. Like, yeah, I'm not trying to disrespect yeah, that. But, I am apologizing because we're talking about meat a lot. And yeah, like, well, but because, that's just the thing that they have to accept as well. Like, people eat meat. Well, do you get but mad at? But here's the thing, vegans. Know. Here's the thing. Okay, I do have to tell you, if you're a vegan listening to this, it's just important to something just to realize at least and accept, is that everything you eat. In order for it to keep you alive, it has to have at once been alive, plants included. And it has an energy. Yes. I can. I don't know if we absorb that energy. There might be some mystic woo-woo to that too, but like, there's everything you eat has to have been alive at one point. That's why I'm kind of weird about the synthesized meat because I mean, if they're synthesizing it in, into cells are dividing. If cells alive. are dividing, they yeah. create life, which. The implications of that can is a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that they can create cells that will divide, and that's life. So what can we go from there? Um, we'll talk about that another time because that's very interesting. Yeah, we'll have a but life like as far as the food goes, like so they are creating the these cells that replicate, correct? Yes. Technically, it's alive, it's but we still we need is. that for whatever reason we need to consume other biochemical substances to stay alive ourselves because you are what you eat. Well, and I'm very, very, very aware of something gave its life for me to continue living. Mm. And that's why I raise a lot of my own food is because I love animals and I live with them every day. And they and all do have their own personalities. They People really who do. Say they yeah, don't, animals do, man. And they're I they're hate, living things. Man, they got brains. They got lives. They they react to different I hate the thought of and, millions of pigs stuck together and where they don't yeah, have very much sad. square footage. I, really they're such sad. smart I'm animals. S- I'm so, uh, let's actually, you know what? 
let's keep going a little bit. We can make the episode a little longer because this fine. is important. But like factory farming, man. We're not it's bashing you. Sad. Let's find a different way, though. I, I'm... We gotta find it. There is different ways, and I think you know what? We're a lot more conscious of it now as a society. Yeah. And a lot of us are against it. Well, the Rona has made it where people who do smaller operations are actually doing really well right now because yeah. of the huge delays and, and oh, supply for problems. Oh, sure, yeah. A lot of our local farmers, they're 8 to 12 weeks out of being able to even fill their orders. There's such a huge surge because people, you know, they're going to them. So I'm hoping that things evolve a little bit in the uh, food industry. That would be nice. I would love it if more people, if the government got out of the way. Yes. And we could actually thing. feed ourselves without having to rely on these huge industrial scale things. And I'm not saying they're bad because, you know what, people... It's it's just the way it happens. It's capitalism, yeah, it's guys. The way, it, yeah. It's literally a direct result of the market. Like pe- they saw a need, which is to feed millions of people, and those millions of people need to eat. They do. So, so what happened is like they had to come up with some kind of plan, right? So like, and the people plus are, they need profit to you know operate. Pe- so well, I mean, you have to have on, incentive. Humans have to have. Nobody's going to just work for free. If people care about this so much, I want to see what you're doing. I'm so tired of people complaining about stuff, and they all they do is complain, and they're not doing anything. Like I, I had see an that ethical. So much. I had an ethical problem with the meat thing, so I grew my own. Yeah. Now I don't have the ethical problem. Yeah. Now it's completely on me if the animal has a bad day. Or you just go vegan. Or you just go vegan. No shame in that either. I, I don't, don't really eat, care. I don't eat meat every day. If you don't, I mean, to each their own. I have some concerns. But if you're going to complain about factory farming, either fix it through writing your legislators or fix it through growing your own food or fix it through... Uh, Support a co-op yeah. of farmers. You Support can a co-op do- of farmers. There's a lot you can do. Or go vegan because that's a way to do it too. I yeah, mean, but even vegan, you, in fact, any kind of agriculture has I, a toll I, on the land. I unfortunately support... I directly support the factory farming industry by buying that meat because here's the problem, okay? In America, you know, money is a limited resource. Time is a limited resource. Land is a limited resource. I just want to go to the grocery store, pick up my food, cook it. You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of work involved in growing your own food. And I don't want to go vegan because I love to freaking eat meat and it's healthy for you, in my opinion. Um, So I I buy the factory farmed meat because that's the source of it at the store and it's cheap. Well, and... Honestly, you know, Brady, I'm a little bit older than you, too. It took me years of hard work and, like, I guess it's not not everybody wants to do this, and that's okay. And I'm completely understanding about that. And then not everybody has the wherewithal or the funds or the opportunity. And so it's like finding your own way that you can live a lifestyle that you are ethically okay with is a huge thing when it comes yeah. to food. Like, it really is. Oh, for sure. And so I hate it when people are judgmental and naggy about it. It's like you are where you are right now. If you're trying to move forward and just figure things out, fine. Leave people alone. And I don't... I agree. I get so tired of this moral (laughs) self-righteousness. Cue the last episode. Oh, I love that episode. Again, uh, by the way, got to bring that up because... Rantastical? It it happened. It totally did. The thing that happened. Uh, Our last episode, I kind of went on a nice little rant. Um, There was nothing. If anyone has any disagreements with anything I ranted about, please, I want to interact with people. I want to have, you know, some real freaking discussions. Part of the point of this whole podcast was to get people to talk to us so we can have nice discussions with the general population of people out there who decided that our podcast was worth their time. Yes. So please, interact with us. Get on social media. We're on social media. I don't even care if you guys start fighting and being just toxic people because we'll, we'll respond to that. And you'll directly uh, contribute to one of the sections we want to add to the show eventually, which is about your crazy comments. So, 
Well, and we feel like what he's so please. We feel like it, it, all commentary is valid. I want you guys to disagree with us, or if you agree, I want you to just talk to us about what you feel and what you think. And I'm, at this current state of the podcast, we don't have that many listeners. But if if even a few of you guys would just start interacting with us, that would be really awesome because that was kind of the whole point of this. I want to talk to people. If I'm, I want to know if I'm wrong because I'm out here with a microphone and and you know what I mean. Like we're both fairly open minded uh, about. We things. we have we all of a sudden now have technically this platform where we can say whatever we want. And so if I'm wrong and I'm spewing a bunch of bullshit, correct me. Present some evidence, and I want to hear it because I'd love to change my mind on stuff. Well, I feel like through discourse is how we learn as a species and. Yeah. I like, I'm not going to hate you if you disagree with me. And I think we need more of that in the world. Like, yeah, exactly. If you don't like what Brady or I are saying, fine, that's cool. And then, you know what? We still might have an agreement on something else. And that's all right. Don't let people, you know, yeah. I think a big thing of us is we should be able to talk about stuff without letting the powers that be divide us because we don't fit in the same box together. Exactly. And if you're, if you're a vegan listening to this, I'm sorry, I'm calling you guys out a lot. But in this case, I'm just saying, talk to us. If, if I offended you for whatever reason, talking about stuff, talk to us. Just talk to us, everybody. Well, and the cool, um, you know, yeah. it's like I, I want to hear your story. I want to see if you're a vegan. I want to know why you're a vegan. Like, I want to know your story. And I have vegan friends, and yeah. it's like Tell I would you make feel. you a vegan. Uh, in fact, I and made I'm a vegan birthday him. cake for one of my friends because if mm-hmm. something matters to you, and I care about you, it's gonna matter to me whether I agree with you or not. It's it's kind of it's kind of the popular thing to like bash on vegans for some reason because people like to it. feel good about themselves. But I don't. It's bullying. Yeah. It, it really right down to the heart of it. It's bullying. I am not judging vegans at all whatsoever. Nope. I don't, I'm not, I don't participate in that lifestyle personally. Me either. Uh, I may not even agree with a lot of like the thought behind it. But to you, it may have. But I don't judge yeah. if that's how you think and that's how you operate in your life. Cool. To that's your freedom. Cool. And I'm completely and cool with it. Especially because everybody has like a backstory to everything they do, right? Well, yeah. I want to hear your backstory. Why you're it's, it's, to me? That's yeah, that's the it's human humanity i guess is very fascinating to me so i want to hear that well my boss one of my bosses worked at a campbell soup factory a chicken noodle soup factory and he was a lifelong vegetarian because of what he saw there oh, i don't even want to know so that yeah. is <laughs> and i and that is i completely understand yeah, about so. that or just that you are ethically against eating meat okay that's fine nothing wrong with that at yeah, all how I can don't... you disagree with someone who thinks it's unethical it's no problem and i feel that I way it. about keto people even if i disagree people, i understand where you're coming from kosher all of the ways yeah. that you can eat and ingest food i am completely fine again, with it if and again it's I'll, personal I'll, journey i'll be honest and lay out on the table again like i said i i am a meat eater and i eat the fucking factory farmed meat and whatever it's just the, that's just the way i live my life you know well, you can judge me for it if you want i don't rec- you know nobody should judge each other but if you're gonna judge me you're gonna judge me but i'm not judging anybody everybody has their own story for stuff well, and you're all um, at different points in your journey. But let's argue if you guys want. Let's argue. I like that. Are we gonna Are we gonna leave this episode at argument? Uh, we or might. We... I don't know if I have much else to add to the food thing. I, there's, I mean, there's a lot to talk about with food, but it's not always important. I feel know, like but... we could probably do another episode on food at some point. We probably will down the road. A this little one bit. was pretty fun, I'm though. Kinda get, I'm kind of get. I'm kind of a little bit hungry now that we've been talking about food for so long. But yeah. it's also like a thousand degrees in the one percent of trade. And we so... are gonna have to kick on the air conditioner, and we can't record while we do that. So yeah, we don't want to. I think we're gonna end this right here. All right. So you guys, thanks for listening. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As you know, we end every episode off with a positive news article. This week's news article is awesome. Apparently, Kellogg's introduced Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream Pie cereal, and it's supposed to taste just like it. And, you know, because snack cakes make the best breakfast, right? Word. Word.
word. Who doesn't love little Debbies? Wonderful news indeed. In fact, I just find it amazing that in a world full of COVID and Black Lives Matter and pedophile rings, that Snack Cakes is still big enough to make the news. Wonderful. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Hit that bell and check us out on social media.